You know, maybe it's too much to do these and simultaneously stream them with the people watching. You know, maybe that's just more than I can handle. My daddy may now make an announcement. Yeah, baby. Yeah, it's me, and I can talk... Basically, what I'm going to... Okay, don't listen to that baby cry, because you know what? I finally... I've been using this theme song now. Let's turn it down. I've been using this theme song now for, uh, you know, too damn long. (laughs) And uh, I finally got an email from someone, and I was waiting, and I knew it would come from a female, saying, please, Dan, please, whatever you do, take the baby cry out of the theme. You know, they don't mind the little at the end. Of course, that's happiness. But the baby cry, not so, not, it's not, it's not good, is it? Okay. So here we are, uh, you know, I'm recording again on a Saturday night and um, we're streaming. You know, if you haven't ever joined us live uh, on a Saturday night at Ustream, apparently this, now this is, you know, it's a regular thing. Who knew? Who knew? Yeah, it's frustrating for me because I'm using this G4, uh, you know, Steam driven iBook, whatever it is. So I can't use the sexy, sexy cam twist effects. I, I got to go straight in and out and all that. I won't bog you down with any of the details, but let's just say, uh, you know, it's not what it uh, should be. First and foremost, uh, I made a weird realization uh, recently. I'm driving in the car and I'm with Princess uh, Trooper. And I have to call her Princess Trooper now because she's a karate girl. She'll kick my uh, anus. So I'm in the car. I'm with the Princess. And... Um, she keeps quizzing me on things like, is, is such and such real? Now, the kids are inundated by, uh, you know, cartoons and TV and movies and whatnot all the time. So we're having this conversation where she says, Daddy, um, are rats real? Because she's seen Ratatouille. And I'm like, well, yes, you know, rats are real. They don't speak. They don't cook necessarily. You know, they don't sound like Patton Oswalt, but they do. Yeah, they're a rat. Sure. Well, what do they look like? Well, they look, you know, like Remy from Ratatouille, but... Uh, you know, like more like vermin. They kind of look like uh, Remy if Remy could give you rabies. That's kind of the look. And so she accepted that. And we drove on a little while. And then she says something like, hey, daddy, do uh, pirates exist? Now, that's always a tricky one because pirates do exist. I, I assume they are, you know, they're not buccaneers and wear eye patches and peg legs. I'm sure there are still pirates around pirating, Right. But I figured, listen, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go for what she is referring to, which is, you know, her boyfriend Tommy's version of pirates, which is, you know, pirates of the Caribbean, ha, 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 ho, 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 Disneyland and the whole thing. So I said, well, you know, honey, there used to be pirates. You know, a long time ago, there used to be pirates, uh, but, but not anymore. Well, are there superheroes? No, honey, there there are not superheroes. Uh, there have never been superheroes. They're just kind of a thing in in movies. Oh, okay. Well, are there dinosaurs? Well, no, there used to be dinosaurs, but there's no. So I check, we keep going through this list, and I just keep saying no, 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 no. And it's just, well, Daddy, are there princesses? Yeah. Yeah, there are princesses. Now, now that was a revelation for me. Because it kind of explains uh, maybe, you know, the princess thing. Princesses are real. See, my son knows that when he grows up, he's never going to be Spider-Man, Superman, Aqua Boy, the amazing whatever. He knows. He's fairly certain. And he's perfectly cool with the fact that he's never going to be a pirate or a superhero. Never breathe underwater or fly. But you know what? Princesses are real. And that's, I wonder how much that really messes with a little girl's ass because they come out of the womb and 10 seconds later it's princess, princess, princess. And then maybe ultimately each one of them is in the car with mom or dad and they go, dad or princess is real. And there's just that like, ding. I don't know. I just, I don't know. <laughs> you know, I don't know. So, um, now, I flew. Uh, I flew recently. I flew up to uh, kind of the Washington, Oregon border. 
I gave a little talk. I gave a little talk on podcasting and then I came home. Now, that's the short version. That's the version I like to tell. If anyone says, hey, what have you been doing recently? I say to them, well, you know, I had to fly up to uh, Portland. And then I went from Portland just a tiny bit north up into Washington State. Just barely. I gave a little talk on podcasting uh, and blogging and then I came back. Because actually, I don't really want to get into it more than, say, once. And we're going to get into, you know, I'll, I'll tell you, and then and then that's it. So basically, see, okay, I, I've, uh, so I had to fly up there. I had to fly up to Portland. Now, you know I live right here at the airport. It's not a big deal for me to fly in and out of town. I just basically walk uh, down the street, although we drive, obviously, and I, I hop on a plane. Now, I've been traveling semi-regularly for the past several years. And, you know, I always wear slip-on shoes, slip-off shoes. I know to take the computer out of the bag and the whole thing. Not the most savvy uh, business-style traveler, but, you know, I'm up to speed. I'm up to speed enough to get annoyed by the people that are not up to speed. So, but what happens is I, I go to the airport. Now, I'm flying Alaska. Alaskan Airlines, which, uh, you know, I don't know what's going on with them. I, I'm sure they're lovely, right? So I see this sign. I see a sign as I'm just about to go through security. I've already checked in. I checked in online. That's the way to go. You always check in online. Don't, don't ever check in at the airport. Never check your bags at the airport. Check them outside the airport and check in, at, you know, whatever. So what I've got is I've got my laptop and I've got a carry-on on a roller, right? Rollery type carry-on. And I'm just about to go into security and there's a line over there and then there's no line here. And there's a little sign here with a picture of a guy. It's like a silhouette of a guy that looks just like me. He's a guy. He's got kind of okay posture. He's got a rolling bag. He probably has a laptop over his shoulder. And he's right in front of where, uh, you know, I probably need to go into the security line. So I go in there. I go in there and I show them my boarding pass and I end up and they push. They go here, you know, sir, uh, go in this line. So I'm standing in the line and I'm behind this uh, blonde, you know, lady and um, we're standing there ignoring each other as you would. And inevitably you start seeing the folks that are in a bigger hurry than you. There's always someone that's uh, just about to miss their flight. Now, why they've waited so long to get to the airport, uh, knowing how the airport works. I mean, is it your first time? You think it's a bus? You just show up when the bus is going to leave. You just jump on and there you go. No. But they're all in a hurry. And the next thing I know, they're going into a much shorter line. The hurried people. The lady says something to the guy like, well, why is that line shorter? A question that I obviously am not smart enough to ask. Why is that line shorter? And the guy says, that's for experts. That's the expert line. And she says, well, I'm an expert. I could be in that line. And the guy says, well, then don't go over in the other line. Go into the expert line. Now, meanwhile, so then the blonde gal, you know, she turns around and looks at me like, well, wait a minute. Hold on. Because she can hear me breathing heavily, you know. And she looks at me like, are we in the dumbass line? Is that what has happened? So I look at her. I'm like, you know what? I think we're in the dumbass line. She's like, yeah, and you know what? I'm not a dumbass. Well, it turns out the sign that I didn't read with the guy with the bad posture and the rolling bag, it's a blue sign and underneath it, it says casual traveler. Now, I may or may not have read that. And I would assume when I see something that says casual travel, it's like, hey, you're casual. Tra you're not uptight about it. You've got the system worked out. You, you know, you've got your rolling thing. You've got no ch nothing to check. You're cash. You're happening, right? You're doing the right thing. No, casual traveler means you're a dumbass. And the expert, I don't even know what the expert, all I know is the expert sign is black and it's for experts. So Blondie and I realized that we're a little upset that we're now suddenly in the dumbass line and the dumbass line is not moving. You know why? Because it's full of dumbasses. But we stick it out because we'd rather grouse. I kind of dug her because she would rather grouse with me and make fun of the airline and write down you know, trs.gov slash blog for, for which the uh, complaining uh, should uh, begin, right? 
Now I make it through the dumbass line. We go through security. You know, I got my boots on and I slip them on. I slip them off. Right, we're through. Obviously, casual expert traveler. As is usually the case, uh, I arrive at the airport. I'm a little early. I get on the plane. I sit down. I buckle up. I uh, hang out. I fall asleep before we take off. And that's the end of that. No, completely uneventful flight. You know, I wake up in Portland. The hotel was nice enough to uh, kind of hold the, the, the uh, what do you call it? Shuttle guy. You know, there's a shuttle kid. You know, a Caucasian English speaking shuttle kid who's uh, apparently very learned in the real estate market. Uh, you know, it was a- absolutely but just bizarre to have like the Caucasian, uh, you know, real estate agent slash shuttle kid shuttling me around. So I go, you know, I end up at the hotel. I don't know. It's pitch black. I haven't seen Portland. You know what I mean? I'm in the dark. I show up at the hotel and I go to check in. Now, why, why would I register for two rooms? I really wouldn't, would I? There's really, honestly, there's no reason why I would register for two rooms. So when you see in your system that you think I've registered for two rooms and you ask me if I've registered for two and I say no, why, why do you have to stand there for five minutes kind of staring at the computer screen like you got to figure something out? My, I'm one guy. I'm, I'm not even two guys. I'm one guy. Why would I have two rooms? I'm standing here alone. I'm going to check into two different rooms at 12.30 a.m. Are you nuts? Can you just give me a room and some free water or something and let me go to sleep? I got to get up at like six in the morning to talk about podcasting. Now, whenever we got two problems now. It's a beautiful room, lovely room. There's nothing wrong with the room. Actually, no, we got three. I just realized we've got three problems here. Problem number one, uh, I've got to get up early. Always a problem. Why? Because I uh, can't sleep. Right? Got to get up early. Can't sleep. Why? In case you oversleep. You're worried that you're not going to get enough sleep, and therefore you get less sleep than you would have gotten if you weren't so worried about getting enough. Uh, 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 right? Okay. Problem number one, got to get up early. Problem number two, got to uh, sleep in a hotel. Now I need a good two days to ramp up to get used to sleeping in a hotel. Unless I really, unless we're in Hawaii and I drink one of those donkey punch drinks that's about 30 gallons of uh, rum and vodka and uh, pineapple juice or whatever it is. You know, sleeping in a hotel is not exactly a natural instinct. So now, A, we've got the worry about the thing. B, we're in a hotel. And C, for some reason, the hotel seems to be shaking a little. Now... I don't hear screaming, honking, of, I, you know, I, there's nothing on the news about an earthquake, and yet I can feel the bed shaking. The bed is, sh- the bed is shaking. Now I'm on the fourth floor. Could be that I'm on the fourth floor. Could be that we're having any, really, I'm not, I'm the only one that's going to freak out about this earthquake. I think we're having an earthquake. Now it could be, uh, you know, nothing, but I'm lying there. Watching infomercials at 1.30 in the morning. Waiting for the bed to shake again. Because I know it's going to shake again. Because I felt it shake. It wasn't, you know, it was not my imagination. It's not that I'm worried about getting to sleep. That I've been traveling on a plane. That I'm in Portland. I'm near some river. I think I'm at the state line. I don't know what's going on. It has nothing to do with that. It has to do with the fact that the bed is, okay, the bed's shaking. So I get up at, uh, you know, six or whatever. Oh, and I'm wide awake. And I'm supposed to meet some woman that I've never met before that's brought me up there to talk about podcasting to the Northwestern Water Utility people. The North, the Northwest United States Water people, the water people. I'm there to talk to water people. About, about blogging and podcasting. So she asked me to do this, you know, uh, in like September. September of last year. Of course I said yes, because when you asked me in September to do something in May, what do I, well, sure, in May? May doesn't even exist to me. Absolutely I'll be there in May. 
I'm an idiot. I, I have no, you know. It's somewhere along the lines between the, you know, discussing how little they, they had, you know, money-wise to get me up there and back and uh, what the ad should be and the flyer and everything. This woman whose name is Karen, and again, again I've never met her, um, says, oh, and you know what? Good news. I got us two slots. So you get whole, you get a three-hour chunk. Now I got to talk about blogging and podcasting to water people for three hours. Are you, is that really what I've just agreed to? Three hours? I going to fly up to Portman, Portland, talk for three hours, basically break even and fly home. Holy good uh, God Almighty! What have I what 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 have I done? What have I done? Who's going to watch? The, who's going to drive someone somewhere? Listen. Am I really a podcasting uh, consultant? No, I'm a taxi driver. I have a route. I have, uh, you know, I got to I got to make my rounds. I'm not even a taxi driver, I'm a shuttle driver. Really, I'm a, I'm like the shuttle driver kid, except I don't know half as much about real estate as the kid did, right? So So I'm going to meet Karen, who whom I don't know. At 7 I'm gonna meet her at seven. We gotta go over there early. No, we're gonna no, we're gonna meet at seven. I gotta call her at seven. What what do I gotta do? I gotta call. I can't keep it straight because the bed's shaking. Oh, that's right. I gotta call her at seven, and she's in room three oh one or is it three one oh three? It's three one oh because that's the area code of, in Los Angeles. Okay, okay, good. Okay, 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 go. Now listen, I don't know what Karen's gonna be like. I gotta tell you. I have a feeling that she's gonna be boring. That's my fear. My fear. My assumption. My assumption, based on on the fact that uh, you know she works for the water people in a in a city in Washington that I have never heard of, I'm going to have to spend the day prior to speaking for three hours to the water people with basically some boring government employee. She's going to have on a suit, you know what I mean, nylons and the whole thing, and she's going to be boring, and this whole thing is going to be boring. I'm going to be talking at the Hilton for three hours to some stinking water people about blogging about water. I, I got to tell you, you know, I have made some serious vocational missteps. To, to, to Now I'm in Portland talking to the, okay? So I meet Karen in the in the lobby, the elevator lobby, not the lobby lobby, but the lobby of our elevator, because the, that elevator, the one near our rooms, the one near the river is closer to her car. The good Lord or Buddha, Darwin, William Shatner, whoever you believe in must have been smiling on me because Karen is a total hipster. Corporate Karen, who was going to be boring all day and who was going to drive me nuts with all her boringness and boringness, is like this total hipster. Now, I don't know. You know, she's probably 60 years old. I don't know how old she is. She's like ex-hippie. She moved from Mojave Desert to L.A., but she's like, oh, as a drama major at L.A. She's a total hipster. Great sense of humor. Great, just to hang out with. The water people are great. They are so anxious to hear about blogging. And po- we we actually, the three hours flies by. We have a ball. They raffle off the books. We have the greatest time ever. Really inspiring. Really inspiring. And also really eye-opening that, you know what, uh, folks, if you're listening to my voice, you're on the cutting edge. And we keep forgetting. I keep thinking that everybody listens to podcasts. Everybody's downloading podcasts and things on iTunes and blogs and reading blogs and blogging and all that. And you know what? They, they're not. The vast majority of Americans don't have a clue about what they, they would like to have a clue. They don't have a clue. They don't have a clue. We're so, no. Let, you know, let them catch up. So we have a great, uh, you know, we have a great time. Three hours talking, 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 three hours slides, you know, PowerPoint. Got to do a PowerPoint presentation. So we get all done. Now I'm exhausted. And honestly, I'd be just as I'd be perfectly happy to, uh, you know, eat a hot dog out of a paper bag and just have Karen dump me at the airport so I could sleep until my flight at four. And she says, well, you know, listen, they're you know, they've got box lunches. Down in the conference room B. 
So if you want, we can go down and we can get a box lunch, uh, you know, down to conference room B. Or, um, you know, I can take you sure you run, you know, Portland and I'll take you out to lunch. There's this really cool place. It's it's in this old, uh, it's in an old schoolhouse. They turned it into like a nightclub slash restaurant slash movie theater slash hotel. You got to check it out. You'll love it. It's so cool. Maybe we'll, we'll cruise by the art district. Blah, blah, blah. Well, let's see. Hmm. Uh, box lunch with bad bologna and cheese sandwiches or uh, the hipster hotel restaurant. God, oh, boy. But let me. Whew, uh, that's tough. So. Yeah, she takes me around Portland. I got to tell you, you know what? Um, I have to I have to apologize to anyone who's ever suggested that I move to Portland, that we move to Portland, that I drag my family to Portland. Because in a way, it's kind of a cliche too, you know, uh, you know, for the city folk to head up to Portland. You know what? Portland rocks. At least a little bit of it that I've seen rocks. Yeah, they got weather. They should have. We should have weather. Listen, I don't want to live somewhere where there's no weather for the rest of my life. This is driving me nuts. It's like RC Fartsy up there. She takes me down uh, Alberta Avenue, Alberta Street. Are you from Portland? Do you know what I'm even talking about? She takes me down Alberta. There's just gallery, gallery, cafe, gallery, gallery, cafe, cafe, gallery, hipster market, hipster clothes, cafe, gallery, gallery. <clears throat> and yeah, we go to this place, the Kennedy School. So yeah, we're hanging out at the Kennedy School. We have some lunch. We talk about this. We're just, you know, hanging out. There's some kids there swearing up a storm. Boy, the college kids, you do love your swearing, don't you? Somebody was asking me uh, last week when we did this, what I thought the audience breakdown of, uh, you know, the listenership of this, uh, these little whatevers. And um, I was saying, well, you know what? I think it's teenagers and then 30 and up because I think people in their 20s, they, they need their swearing very, very uh, badly. So we hang out. We, we check out the artwork. We have some lunch. We, we look at one of the rooms. It's cool. The place is cool. So we end up going back to the airport. She drops me off. She drops me off. You know, I don't even remember the first flight. Like I say, I, 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 I either slept or was watching Dexter. You know, Dexter or Superbad. You ever seen Superbad? Hey, let me tell you something. If you've never seen Superbad and you really like the swearing... You got to see Superbad. Absolutely grade A, artful, uh, filthy, filthy, verbal, filthy. Awesome. It wasn't really until I got into San Francisco. So I get into San Francisco because basically this is a two-legger, right? I got to go from Portland to San Francisco, from San Francisco to L.A. Now, I dread San Francisco. Uh, Airport. I love San Francisco, the city. I hate San Francisco, the airport. Why? Because you can't get out of there. They have weather there. They have fog. Every 10 seconds, there's more fog. You can never fly out of San Francisco. So I'm worried that I'm going to get stuck there, and I'm not going to get back until Sunday. So I, I land in San Francisco, worried that I'm never going to leave. And see, what happens, though, is I, I flew from Portland to San Francisco on Alaska, but then I got to go uh, from an American from San Francisco to Los Angeles. So I do one of those dumbass things where you kind of come out of the plane and you're in the gate. Now you're in the gate, you're in an airport and you have no idea where you're supposed to go. And I look at the monitors. Look at so finally I ask a guy, and he's like, hey, guy, you know, um, where do I have to go? And he says, well, you got to go out there. You got to go out security. Oh, great. Got to go out security. <laughs> Casual. Got to go out security. And then you got to go take, you take a right and then you go down and then you'll be there. You got to go down to terminal three. Now, listen, I've been in a lot of airports. I've been, like, in, when you're in, ever in your, whenever, hi, slow down, whenever you are in O'Hare, you know you're going to have to walk two, three miles to get from plane A to plane B. Or you're in Dulles, you take that weird hallway. You ever taken that hallway that, that moves? It's like a car, but it's a hallway, like a truck. You get in it, it's a hallway, and then they drive it. Well, apparently at SFO, if you go from whatever terminal Alaska's in, either two or four, I assume, and you have to go over to terminal three, so you go out security, you take your right, and then you go through some sort of um, <laughs> abandoned airport. So I'm walking, and it's just me and some, there's some woman ahead of me, and there's no one else. 
and we're going down this long hallway, just a big carpeted uh, hallway, you know. And I'm in a major metropolitan airport, and all I hear is the clack, 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 clack of her feet. And there's nothing else. There's no people. There's no workers. There's no sounds. Air, there's just clack, 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 clack. So we start freaking out. At least I do. She's kind of like her, her. She goes from clack, clack, clack to clack, 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 clack. You know what I mean? She's really picking up the pace. So the, the hallway kind of opens up and opens out into a terminal. An absolutely empty, silent terminal. And it's got, you know, it's a terminal. So it's got all the desks, you know, the uh, terminal, uh, you know, where, where the people stand to take your luggage. They got all the scales where the, the people, uh, you know, the baggage handlers would stand back behind the thing and then they take your ticket and all the thing. And there's a big security desk and there's all, and it's in perfect condition. It's, there's no one but one dude mopping. I look all around. There's no one in there but the mopper. I look outside. There's no one stopped. They're just people driving by. But the place is immaculate. It, I, I can't tell if it's the new one coming in or the old one going out. And it says San Francisco International Airport. And I start to feel like maybe I've suddenly kind of transitioned from real life into a movie. And it's between takes. Or maybe I'm there the day before we're going to shoot because it looks like a set. There's, there's no reality there at all. And the woman's gone. And I just kind of slow down. I'm staring. I'm looking around. There's nothing. Another hallway. Another long carpeted tube. And I can faintly hear clack, 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 clack. And I finally get to the end of the hallway, and guess where I am? Oh, Lord, thank goodness, security. Now, when I was in security in Portland, it was kind of the same uh, situation. Was like they were actually even a little harder-nosed in Portland. What they do is they look at your thing, they check your ID, and they let you in, and then you're going to go through the x-ray. But all of a sudden now, and, and again, I've traveled, I don't even know how many times since 9-11. But they, the guy ahead of me is told he has to take any liquid, gel, or lotion out of his suitcase and put it in a special thing. Now, I've never had to do this before, and I'm thinking back to a conversation that I had with my wife. Now, my wife is going, well, you know, uh, I've got a thing you can borrow for all your, uh, you know, lotions and potions. And I'm like, well, no, don't, don't, don't worry about that, honey, because you know what? All my lotions and potions, they're small. They're in little small containers because, you know, I get a travel size. I go to Target. I go to Target and I get a travel size this, travel size that. I mean, what does a guy need? I need shaving cream. I need toothpaste. And uh, that's pretty much it. Maybe some aftershave uh, lotion. And I left that at home by mistake. So I'm not that worried about it. I have never heard this thing. Where it's supposed to be in a quart-sized bag. Maybe this is what my wife is talking about. And I was like, ah, no, honey, don't worry about it. No, maybe this is what I should have been worrying about is my quart-sized bag with all my lotion, any lotion, potion, solid. No, 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 no. Anything that's not a solid, a gel, liquid, anything. You know, because, I, I, you know, I'm sure they could detect whether it was, uh, you know, a poison or cyanide if I shoved it in a toothpaste tube. You, you know, please. This placebo security, but now I'm really, you know, like, am I going to get frisked? Am I going to get a, a, you know, a cavity search because all my stuff is just in a big ditty bag? My black 20 year old crappy zip up plastic ditty bag. And they're hassling the guy ahead of me, like two guys ahead of me, the big, you know, kind of like a handsome American looking guy. And he's just dumbfounded. He's just, he's obviously just one of those alpha business guys that just travels all the time. And he's just like. They want to blow the air on him and he doesn't know why. And he's just like, ah, uh, uh. I'm like, dude, please, at least for the rest of us, put your lips together. Okay. But don't you kind of, you know, like, like those guys, you got to, 
Seal it, baby. Seal it. Because, you know, please. So I'm really worried. I'm really worried that I'm going to end up in the machine. Because you got to stand in a machine, and apparently they blow air all over you, and then they sniff the air with some metal, uh, some, you know, sniffing machine. And it can sniff if you have made a bomb or handled a bomb or anything. Like, oh, they, they can never thwart that. A true terrorist would never uh, be able to get around that by, you know, making the bomb on Monday and then, sh- you know, putting the bomb in three bags and bags and boxes and taping that all up and then showering for a couple of days and then leaving on Friday. They could never do that. How could they possibly uh, thwart a, a, a bomb sniffing uh, robot machine? So I go down to the terminal and uh, I'm kind of I'm hungry and I don't know where to eat. And there's a Klein's Deli in the terminal. Now, Klein's Deli, I thought was just there was just one Klein's Deli in Potrero Hill in San Francisco where my friend Buddy lives. And you go in there and, uh, you know, you order a sandwich. You look on the board and you can order, a, you know, a Jane Goodall sandwich or a Cal, you know, a, what's her name? Callow sandwich or, you know, it's all these famous uh, women. You can get the Madame Curie with a side order of pickles. You know what I mean? So I have a callow. I have a callow, which is a chicken turkey, uh, chicken uh, curry salad sandwich and a Snapple. And I'm kind of lamenting that uh, the guy tells me that the, the clients in Petro Hill, I guess, closed or whatever. And then suddenly there's like 50 uh, Russians playing uh, cards. Why are that many Russians traveling together? And why do they all seem to have a deck of cards? Are cars that big in Russia where you go, you know, everyone else is, you know, they've got their laptop out. They've got their laptop out or their iPod. And Russians just have uh, cards, just cards there. And they're, you know what, how happy they look? They look so happy just playing rummy, whatever they're playing. You know, they're just doing their thing. So I get on the plane and, you know, I was lucky to get an end seat. Very happy to get an end seat. But the guy in the middle seat uh, he has already kind of staked his claim with his book and his shoulders his elbows. He's got, el- you know, he's like bead. He's the B guy, you know, the middle guy, and he's just elbows. I've staked my claim. <sighs> oh, great. You know, I got to put up with this uh, Jack and Ape for the next uh, hour and a half or two hours or whatever it is. It's getting later and later. And you know what? I got nothing left. I have slept for about 20 seconds last night. I've had a decent day, but listen, this is going to go south. I can tell with, uh, you know, Mr. Uh, uh, you know, airport novelette. So I'm trying to do my escape sleep where I, you know, fall asleep immediately. And then I hear this voice, these, this voice, these shrill female voices going, I think those are our seats. Well, it turns out there are these two chickies with a baby, like a, like a six, eight month old baby, maybe 10 months. And they are actually the ones supposed to be, uh, in my private space and not this guy with a novel, right? Okay. So the chickies sit down and, you know, they, they're young. They're, they got a young baby. But these are young. No, no, for me, obviously, I got young kids and I'm a middle-aged man. So any, anyone of normal childbearing age that is with a young child seems like a fetus to me in and of themselves. You know what I mean? So to me, the, the, these chicks seem really young to be hanging out with this baby. And... You know, I'm a pretty liberal guy when it comes to certain things. And I, and I think that's been made quite clear. But apparently I'm very conservative about the fact that these two chickies had no problem uh, swearing like sailors in front of this little baby. And I guess I shouldn't even say baby. Like, the, like I'm saying like 10 months, maybe, maybe a year, maybe 12. When, when do kids start talking? They start walking at one and maybe talking at two. Listen, kids, kids start to learn, uh, you know, language from, I assume, fairly young. And they're just like flip funkin' this and funkin' that. And the kid just loves turning the funkin', the turning the funkin' uh, thing that lets the table down and funkin' this. And I got to get a funkin' beer because I'm so funkin', you know, like, what? Can you knock it off? I'm really getting, I'm really getting kind of like, you've got to stop that. This funkin' kid can hear, you know. Ladies, please. No, they got nothing for me because I'm a you know little guy with uh, no hair and glasses. 
They've got nothing for me but, uh, you know, dirty looks. Until the one right next to me uh, decides to just put her face down on the table and go to sleep. For she does this weird thing. She, like, takes her sweater off. And that takes about 15 minutes to get the sweater off uh, over her head. But then she doesn't take it off her arms. And so she's kind of got the sweater and she's just, like, face plant right into the strangest thing I've ever seen. And the other one, uh, I don't know what she's doing because I'm watching super bad. But but it's at one point she turns to me with a big smile and asks me if if I can open uh, her beer. Oh, okay. Um, are you really are you even old enough to drink? Like I don't even know what's going on anymore. I guess she's gonna just sit up and talk to the kid and have a beer and okay, uh, sure. I guess I'm just, you know, all right, that's cool. I mean, it's, you know, my kids have been so, uh, they're so far from being that age with the, uh, okay, all right, that's cool. So the flight lands and my back is, you know, my back is killing me. I got to admit it. My back is killing me because I've been in an airplane on and off all, feels like all day. And by now it's, you know, 11 o'clock p.m. or so, you know, PST, Pacific Standard. My back is killing me. So I stand up as soon as we land, as soon as you can unbuckle. I'm the guy that I, this, you know, I don't care because I don't usually like to do that. Why rush? Why am I going to stand while everyone else is filing out so stinking slowly? But I stand up and I'm like, oh my gosh, I got to. And I happen to. You know, glance, I'm going to look out the window and I instead, see, I'm a guy. All right. And, you know, um, I think I think humans have not necessarily evolved out of all their instincts. I'm a guy. I stand up. I'm going to look out the window. Okay, my hand, my hand to uh, Shatner. I'm looking out the window. That is my intention. But where do I look? Uh, Oh, she's uh, breastfeeding. Now. When a man is intending to look out a window and instead inadvertently glances down at a 23, 4, 5-year-old woman breastfeeding by accident, time seems to have a way to kind of go into this weird slow motion matrix bullet time like thing. I don't you know, I could have been there for us uh, one one thousandth of a second or two hours I have no idea my experience of it was both eternal and instant you know what I mean it was just like oh god look away but don't you did you did you look you did look away did you look away how long was it what time is it is it my no okay I think no time has passed and yet I got no idea so I feel so bad that I I got I got I, I got to do something. I got to say something. I got to You know what? I'm going to look out the other window. That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to look out the other window cuz if I look out the other window See that makes looking out the window so I I got to look out the other window. That's going to even it out. See, I've already looked out of this window and down. I look out this window and down. So I got to look out of this window now. See, I'm, I'm just looking out the window. I'm just looking out the window. I'm looking out the window and I'm not going to look out that window again. I'm only going to look now out this window. That's the safe, this is the breast window. I'm not going to look out the breast window again. I'm only looking over there. So I'm looking over there and I'm like stretching my back. I'm like, oh my gosh, how, I got, how normal can I act right now? Because I really am pretty sure that she just busted me. I really think there's something like we didn't make eye contact or anything like that. And that might even make it worse. So I'm trying to act normal and I'm looking out the other window, I'm looking around and, da, 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 and I kind of like, uh, well, you know, she asked me to open her beer. Okay. You know what I'm going to do? You know what I'm going to do? You know what I'm going to do? Should I do this? Should I, I'm, should I do how is this going to make me seem more normal? Or less? So I look down at her and I go, Hey, do you guys, um, are you, gonna, is there anything up here in the overhead that you're going to need help? No, no, there's not. Okay. Now I decide 
And I don't know why. Maybe it's because it had been so long since I'd had my callow on uh, whole wheat. Maybe it was because um, I felt like I, you know, it was a great trip, but it wasn't a big, uh, big money trip. You know, I want to save some cash. I decide that I don't want to pay $15 to take a cab home. Because as you know, I live about, uh, you know, I don't even know, a couple blocks from the airport. But because of some weird taxation thing, there's this weird nighttime tax taxi airport thing where as soon as you get in a cab, it's like $10. You go half a block or 100 miles, there's still, you're going to start at 10 bucks. So I get it in my head that I don't want to do that. Even though I know that... Um, my daughter has really missed me. She was crying and I had to call her and she had a big nap and so she could actually be awake, but I kind of doubt it. And I made the mistake uh, of not bringing my phone charger. Now I've got one of those uh, iPhones and I didn't bring the charger because, I, you know what, I'm going to bring the laptop. I've got this little USB thing. I just plug it in. I plug the phone in. It's going to charge up. I'll do it overnight like I always do. No problem. Except apparently the whole USB to dock thing on the iPhone requires, I am going to have to assume right now, a USB 2. <laughs> and the iBook G4 has now USB 1. Okay. So guess what? I, I got nothing in the phone. I got nothing in the phone. I got nothing in the phone. I got no juice. So I'm saving juice all day. All day, I don't want to use my phone. Every time you would normally mute your phone, I turn it off. Every time I'm in the plane, instead of putting it on airplane mode, I turn it off. Because I got to save. Because I got to save. I, I got to at least have that one phone call. I got to have one phone call worth of juice when I land to call and say, listen, are you guys asleep or what's going on? And if they don't pick up, then I'll know, or my wife picks him and goes, listen, the kids are asleep, you know, whatever. And I can say, well, listen, I'm going to figure out some way of getting home for free. I don't know what I'm going to do. But I, I got to be able to mastermind something. So I get out of the airplane and, you know, you go through the thing and here, here they're in yawn. You go down to baggage claim as you would in any airport. And then you go outside and you find, eventually, the taxi area for that terminal. And by the time I get down there, because I'm waving back in the plane... You know, looking out the windows. By the time I get to the taxi uh, cab uh, area, there's a huge line and absolutely no taxis. LAX is mayhem on a Friday night at, uh, at you know, 11.30 p.m. Well, you know, all signs are kind of pointing to my new plan. And my new plan is, hey, listen, Dan. If you live that close to the airport, you must live that close to airport conveniences, you see. Like, for instance, hotels that would have shuttles. What's the nearest hotel to your house? Well, there really isn't one. But as I'm standing there counting the people that are waiting for the taxis that are not there, I see a van go by. A yellow van with black polka dots from this place called the parking spot. Now, hold on. There's a parking spot, parking lot, right next to In-N-Out Burger, which is right in town. If I can get to the parking spot, I'll be most of the way home and I'll just walk from In-N-Out. What I don't anticipate in my plan. Because what I'm going to do is I'm going to take the van, I'm going to take the shuttle to the parking lot, and then I'm going to get out of the car and pretend like I'm going to go get my car, and I'm going to get out of there and walk home. What I don't anticipate is the nerve-wrenching guilt that I feel being, uh, you know, not illegally, but, you know, what, what, what's the word I'm looking for? Like, I'm not really supposed to be on that shuttle because I'm not really a customer of the parking spot. But I'm acting like, I'm like, hey, <laughs> yeah, like anybody mentions their car, I'm right with it. You know what I mean? Like, Rrr. Because what had happened was, I'm worried, I'm worried about being uh, in the van where I'm not supposed to be. But I'm also worried because I called my wife as I was seeing that there were no cabs. I called my wife and she didn't get to the phone and it went to voicemail. And so I hung up.
And I should have left a message, but I didn't. And I thought, you know what? She's probably asleep. If I leave her a message, what good is that? She's going to be asleep and she's not going to listen to it. I'll just hang up. And before you know it, I'll be home and no one will be the wiser. They won't know that I walked. So I hang up and then, uh, you know, I'm just about to go across the street and the phone rings. And I answer it and it dies. And it's dead. Completely and utterly without power in every way, shape, or form. So now, I have either alerted or awakened my wife, so she knows that I'm alive and no idea where I am. I could be in San Francisco, I could be under the street, you know, who knows. And I have no way of knowing whether my daughter is awake and she's waiting, I got no change, I got nothing. You know what, I'm just going to get on the van and I'm going to grind my teeth down to a pulp. It is a long walk from In-N-Out Burger to the house pulling your carry-on luggage with your laptop on your shoulder at midnight. Now, I wouldn't think twice about doing that walk during the daytime when I'm rested and I'm not pulling my luggage. But something about having luggage with you at midnight in L.A. You know, it's lit, but not. You know, there's cars around, but not. There's people on the street, but there's not. But there's people. You don't know who these people are. So I'm trying to act casual. I'm trying, you know, I'm, eat, I'm reading a zone bar and I'm trying to act casual. Like, oh, yeah, I do this all the time. Now, who looks more like a rube, like some idiot from out of town, than some little bald guy with glasses in a sweater that he's wearing to impress the water people pulling luggage? Any guy pulling luggage, he's got to, you know, I mean, I look like a Russian tourist who's lost. Little do I know, a Russian would never be doing that. Russians sitting around with 15 other Russians playing canasta. I finally get home, I'm sweating. I've probably ruined this stupid blue wool sweater I insist on wearing to all these professional things, so I think I look professional. I hate wearing blue because it's not black, and I hate not wearing black because uh, black hides the shadows. And I get to the house, and my daughter is awake. That precious little golden bundle. Couldn't go to sleep until I got home. <laughs> Holy cow. See, because I don't go away much. You know? Melissa goes out of town and comes back and goes out of town and comes back fairly regularly, so the kids are kind of used to that. Melissa will have to go back east for several days, maybe a week at a time. And they are used to that. They are not used to me being anywhere, but at home. And it really messed her up that I was leaving. I had never seen her cry in that way and boo-boo face in that way. And all I wanted to do is lie down and go to sleep. And all she wanted to do was sit up and be under my arm. But I wanted to be home all day, all day. That's all I thought about was being home. And with her under my arm, that was home. Yeah, the, comp the, com the computer screen is completely black. It won't come back. Well, it's 98% black. Come on, baby, wake up. You can do it. This is this is the this is the show that broke the camel's back. I don't know if we're gonna do this Ustream thing for a while. Oh my gosh, yeah, really, it won't wake up. So I have no idea if I'm on now. I can't turn the camera back on because I can't see. And I'm trying to tell a story. You know, I don't write these things down. I gotta think of this stuff as I go. You know, kind of piece it together, make it make it work. My wife is and see, we we bought this furniture in IKEA at IKEA. 
And you know why the furniture at Ikea is so inexpensive? It's because it hasn't been painted or assembled, and you gotta do all that crap. So she's out there, two inches from the door of the studio while I'm trying to tell this story, whacking on things and spraying and moving stuff around. So I'm trying to just, you know, focus. I'm trying to focus, baby, I'm trying to focus. I'm trying to focus and get through this story. She's banging the lid of the can. So I finally get through the story. I'm like, all right, you know what? I gotta hang out with the peeps and just chill. You know what I'm gonna do? This is my plan. You know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna go out, I'm gonna get a Guinness. I'm gonna, I'm gonna crack open a nice frosty Guinness and hang out and chat, you know, chat in the chat room. So I go out there. And where are the two sides of the desk that she just shellacked leaning? On the refrigerator. On the refrigerator door. So I go in the house and, you know, she's just getting out of the shower. Hey, hon, can I move those things that are on in the front of the, the, the damn refrigerator? Well, you know, they're gonna be kind of tacky. Oh, jeez, I don't know. I mean, I guess if you wear gloves, oh, jeez, you know, okay, forget it. So now I come back in here and I can't. <laughs> no, it's 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 a goner. Oh wait, what's happening? Oh, we got a screen back. We got a screen. Okay, everybody, remain calm. Everybody, remain. Oops, we disconnected again. <sighs> Listen, thanks for listening to uh, The Bitter's Pill. Uh, you know, this, uh, this uh, is definitely one of those where, um, yeah, I don't know if I'm going to do these simultaneously. I think I got to separate The Bitter's Pill from these live shows because this is killing me. It really is. Um, anyway, 206 309 one three zero is that the is that the phone number? No, it's called this week. So, um, hi everybody. I just turned the camera back on. So, um, anyway, thanks for uh, listening. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for downloading. Thanks for tuning in, turning on, and dropping out. Um, yeah, you know, I gotta start. I gotta go back to just doing these on Tuesday mornings because this is too much. And then when I have a real computer, you know, real laptop, I should just borrow. My, my, Melissa's got a new laptop that her office gave her. I should just bring that in here, but. Uh, I don't want to. I really just don't want to do that. Well, I should. Anyway, uh, you know, yeah, thanks for listening. Okay, this is the end of the show. Bye. Okay. Jacketmedia.com, makers of fine podcasts since 2004.